so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Today is Saturday, August 8th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I don't know if this is good news or bad news based on the response I got last time. Well, bad news for me, but maybe good news for you. I don't really have any stories to tell. So it looks like we're continuing. Uh, Well, look, I'll tell what happened today, but it's continuing on a show that's temporarily today. This Mercedes Martinez, right here on This Joe Batanz. Like I said at the top of the show, today is August 8th, 2020, and it's a show called This Joe Batanz. A show where usually I'm talking about the things that happen in my life, but as it seems as I'm super quarantined, that uh, my life just revolves going from one room to another, even though I did leave the house today. I did leave the house today, and we're going to talk about that. We'll give a short rundown here of what happened today. Uh, I slept very well last night. Today was one of those days where this, this happens... Often, I wouldn't say frequently, but uh, often, where I uh, wake up around five in the morning, and, and what's odd is that my body knows it's five in the morning. It's never exactly five. It might be four fifty-six. It could be five o three, but it's really close. You know, plus or minus five minutes to five in the morning, which, as all of us Animal Crossing nerds know, is when the day new day starts on Animal Crossing. So I'm always like, well, I'm up, even though I'm half asleep, I could probably coax myself back into sleep. I'm like, well, I'm here. We might as well play some Animal Crossing. Now, just go for those of you that don't play Animal Crossing, indulge me for under a minute. I'm actually going to look at the timer. Okay. I've actually learned how I used to, in the old days, do everything I could at five in the morning. But the problem you ran into was then you had all this stuff to sell at Nooks, and Nooks isn't open till eight in the morning. So I had three hours of full pockets or dropping things, and I was like, no, 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 no. So now what I do is I don't do like for instance, I don't go swimming till after eight a.m. I'm not going to fill my pockets with uh, uh, sea grapes or whatever they're called, or I don't know what they're called, but uh, and then be like, ugh, what do I do with these? You know, so I don't go swimming till after eight a. So, you know, full stop. B, uh, I only do like, I get the fossils and then I drop the fossils without getting them assessed, without getting them assessed, drop them by the museum because they're smaller. And then I just do my little chores and then I won't do anything major till the store's open. There you go. That was your Animal Crossing minute. It's been exactly a minute. Uh, so I played some Animal Crossing in the morning. Then around 7, 6.30 or 7, I got sleepy again and I slept from like 6.30 until 8.30. Uh, woke up... Uh, played some more Animal Crossing because now it's after 8 a.m. And I did all the things I can do now. And my chores on Animal Crossing were done for the day. Then I had breakfast with the folks. We got in a minor little tiff. I wouldn't even call it a fight as much as a very heated debate 
about my herb garden. My parents are very, I have an herb garden that I love more than anything. And uh, they keep having me move it. I mean, we'll say once a year, they're like, we don't like it there. We want it to move over here. And it's a big fucking pain in the ass to move everything. And they want to move it again. And then it's just like, they, they but they don't want to move it in a way like what is best for the plants. It's what is best aesthetically for them. Well, some plants need all day sun. Some plants need only partial sun. They don't care about that. It's what looks good by the swimming pool or what's going to, that's what the fight was about. And I wanted to, I, what I do is I go, then kill them. I don't care. Then don't, no jalapeno plant for you. No serrano chili plant for you. I'm done. I'm not going to do this. They, they need full sun. It was, that was what it was. And then after that, uh, we, 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 let, every meal. Okay, every meal is like a 90-minute meal. So when I say I have meals with my parents, it's about 60 to 90 minutes from start to finish of eating and talking. It's very like what you hear about like Spain, like these super long meals. So like breakfast every day, by the way, it's not just a weekend brunch thing. I would say that we pretty much have brunch every day because we eat pretty late. goes from like 9.30 to 11 every day. Breakfast is like 9.30 to 11 every day. Lunch is around, that's shorter. I would say lunch is around 2.30 to 3.15, 3.30, okay? And then dinner is like 7 to 8.30. It's about, yeah, that sounds about right. 7 p.m. It's like, I, yeah, it's eight. I came up here at 8.30 p.m. Pacific. I came right up here from dinner. We had dinner at 7. Uh, and it's just eating and talking and uh, but the, but the, but the, 90 minutes every meal. Four and a half hours of my day is just not literally eating, but meal time, you know, sitting around the table, which is probably, I actually imagine a very healthy way to eat, to be honest with you. So, uh, or to live, to have these long family time meals. So I did that. And at 11, I mean, literally I, I came upstairs. No, you know what? I, I came upstairs around 1045 because uh, Boy Wonder Aiden called. And we talked, he was on his way to work, and I talked to him until I had to do catching up, and he had to walk into work. And then we did catching up, and if you heard that live, then you heard that, and that went over a little over an hour. After that, I took a shower, and after the shower, um, my brother had called, and I said, oh, I'll go to the house, to his house today. And I would say from about 1, no, no, we ended the show around, I would say probably about one thirty or 2, from one thirty or 2 till about 4. 4.30, I was at my brother's house just hanging and laughing and telling stories and hanging out with the girls. My niece, Lucy, who still plays Animal Crossing, told me she wanted a dark blue sofa to go with her mermaid theme. And uh, she wanted some gold. And she wanted... I'm telling you, they always ask me for things. Uh, what pissed me off was she loves science and space. And I sent her a lunar rover. And you guys all know what I'm going to take. And she threw it away. I said, you should give it back to me. Ugh. Or sell it. If she would have sold it, I would have made sense. No, she threw it away. Anyway, she wanted gold and she wants a toilet. I gotta send her a toilet for her to do that. So, um, but thank you, by the way, to uh Dolphin, who gave me the blue sofa. She was the one that had the blue sofa. Only two people talked to me on this Discord, Dolphin and Spiral Queen. No one else responds to me. Luke Stamen is an Indian giver. He says, What uh villager do you want? And every time I name he's like, Oh, it's claimed. And, uh, yeah, everyone just ignores me. And, uh, the only ones that talk to me or are nice to me are spiral. If it was Carrie, you know, they would be saved at the prom. If I was Carrie, they would be saved. Anyway, um, 
uh, Fireball Queen asked in the chat room. She threw it away. Yeah, she threw it away. She's like, I, I didn't. It was too big and it doesn't fit the theme of my island. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Spiral Queen pointed out the Indian giver is racist. You're right. You know what's so funny is about language. Thank you for alerting to me that that's me, Spiral. Is it funny is, is that when it becomes such a part of the lexicon that when I said it, I didn't even think of the connotation of the word or what it or what it meant or anything. I just said words that I just was like, that means someone who gives and gives something back. I didn't even think about it. Interesting. Thank you, Spiral, for uh, reminding me of that. It's I didn't even. It's so funny when words just like flow out of your mouth, and you're just. But you know what's so funny is that is my argument against cancel culture. It's why I don't like this cancel culture because sometimes I don't ever give them the rant about cancel culture, but sometimes people fuck up, and I don't know anyone. Now maybe this might change. I actually think Haley Sklans is Haley Sklans and Diana Sklans, R.I.P. I think they. Um, I think Haley Sklens' mom was pro-cancel culture. But other than that, I don't know anyone over 25 who is pro-cancel culture. Maybe the, maybe you guys will, will write to me and tell me how you are. But I feel like most people who are over 25 recognize that we all have a past where we have, de- where we have made mistakes in the past and... Uh, uh, Spiral Queen says she's dependent on the context. So Aiden is very pro cancel culture. And we got into a, again, another spirited debate where he said, name one person, name one person who was canceled that shouldn't have been canceled. And I was like, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari, full stop, should not have been canceled. I, I'm actually, I don't know what I could do. I can't do anything to save Aziz Ansari, but like, when you read that story, it read like it was cringy because Aziz was just sort of like pathetic. But he didn't sexually assault that. Even in the woman's story, he didn't sexually assault her. You know, um, it was just cringy. Uh, Luke Saban says Hillary Duff was accused of sex trafficking her son for like a day a month ago. <laughs> I don't even know what that headline means and I'm already laughing at it. But I'm going to bring that up to Aiden today. Um, yeah, I, if you haven't read, re, find the first person account about what happened with Aziz Ansari, and you will see that that guy should never, he got caught up in the, of, of, in the heat of the moment of what was going on then. But, um, yeah, if you read the Aziz Ansari story, look, was he, uh, cringy? Cause he like, but every time the girl said no, he stopped and he paid for her to have an Uber ride home, made sure she called him when she got back to make sure she was safe, called her the next day. Um, was very, uh, like, like, again, it was cringy and a really bad, awkward, uh, date, you know? But, uh, I wouldn't call it by any means sexual assault at any, even if you read the story and his woman's first person account. Um, uh, yeah, look, obviously Harvey Weinstein, yeah, but I'm talking about like, like there was a whole thing like that with like Sarah Silverman and, uh, uh, comedians who tweeted stuff like 15 years ago. It's just like, I just remember sort of being young and trying to be like an edge lord and saying like, so I think I've talked about this in the show before, but, um, there was a time when I was, you know, I, I, I had a humor column, 
I feel like there's a new hashtag of X is over party every other day. Oh, okay. Um, they, um, uh, I lost my train of thought. This is why I can't do live shows. I might lose my train of thought. Oh, when I was in college, I had a humor column called Cup of Joe. And, uh, I, t- I think I talked about this on many shows before. There's not just one column. There are a few columns, but there's one that sticks out that I'm sort of like, I cringe about. Some of the other ones are just plain old cringy. They're not, they're, I don't think I would ever get canceled for them. But, uh, the one I remember that I would be canceled is, um, I was living in Newport Beach and I lived about a, above a woman who had very severe mental issues that kept us from sleeping, the college kids from sleeping. And I wrote a humor column about it where I was, I feel inappropriately uh, jokey about it and not sensitive and said awful, awful things. And I'm blessed that, you know, that newspaper column is not digitally scanned and can't be found unless you have it. And uh, yeah, because I would take it back. And I think if it was one of these things, if I were in a position of power, and people were to find it, it would be, I would be canceled. And be like, yeah, but I was 19 years old and I was stupid and I thought I was being funny and edgy and, and I, I regretted it the day it came out, you know, but there was nothing I could do. It was already out. Oh no, there is another story that I regret. This was an accident, but uh, I don't ever told this story on the show, but um, it's actually a funny story, but I don't know how much time I have. I worked for a company at the time, and this is in the early days of the internet, and we would send the, the guys in the office, again, to show you how problematic things were, all the guys in the office um, would send each other porn, F- funny porn, not like porn to get off to, but like funny porn. And somebody sent it to my college email address, I was in college, and sent it to my college email address, and it was a woman blowing a horse, Right. Well, the file was so large that it, 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 this is in the nineties when this could happen. It's probably like two megabytes or something, but it like fucked up my entire email system. So in, in order, I couldn't even access my email to delete it. In order to do that, I had to go to the computer science department and have somebody clear it for me. So I decide to, uh, to turn it, this a humor column is basically this show Batant, but a humor column. So I decided to to do a humor column where I talked about how I had to go to the computer science department and get them to clear my uh, email address from, with this pornography that was on it. And in doing so, the, the, a cup of Joe was written in like a, a faux journalistic style, like I was a real journalist. And so I interviewed, but I would follow the rules of journalism. So I interviewed the guy who removed it for me and he was a freshman and he was a computer science major and he was a this and a that. And the rules of the newspaper at the time, because the guy said, I'm going to tell you these, I'm going to, because he, he confessed that he was super Christian, but that he did, he looked at pornography sometimes. And, but he liked the girlfriend, he had sex with his girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. And he said, please don't use my name. And I was really trying to do right by him. I really liked him. And I didn't use his name. I said he was name withheld. But I followed the journalistic. I I wasn't thinking just the way when I said Indian giver. I wasn't thinking. And I just followed the rules of journalism. And I said, because usually what you would do is like Joe Batant. Well, you would identify them by their year and major. So sophomore political science major or something like that. Right. 
And what I did was I said, uh, he was, he, the, the, the like, you know, like freshman computer science major who wishes to remain anonymous and the people in the computer lab, because only so many people worked, were able to figure out who he was. And he was really upset and I felt really, really, really awful. Um, and you see, again, I would, uh, I would, I don't know if I'd be canceled for that, but that would be very cringy. There's so many stories that I have that I've yet to tell that, that I have with my personal friends, but there's that, that I, I have not told on the air because again, it would be cringy. Uh, anyway, so I went to my brother's house. Uh, that was fun. Had a good time. And I don't even know how we got on this. And um, afterwards, I, you know, Aiden called just as I was leaving my brother's house. And he and I talked. And then I went to the supermarket and I bought uh, some spare ribs. But I didn't have them tonight. Tonight, actually, I have an idea for throwing down. Okay. I have an idea for throwing down, which is we're always going to struggle with recipes. There is a grilling book, and I'm going to recommend it to all of you. I'll explain it in a second. There is a grilling book, and I have a ton of grilling books. I have a ton of – I'm very picky about my cookbooks, and but I do have a lot of them. And I would say I think I have very few clunker cookbooks. I would say all my cookbooks, for the most part, I would say 90% of my cookbooks are A-plus cookbooks, Okay. But, uh, and even with that, I would say this cookbook is low key one of the most used cookbooks in my arsenal. And it's called Big Flavor Grill. I'm going to tell you, I recommend everybody go get this Big Flavor Grill book. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why, what's so great about it. Now, don't get me wrong. I consider myself a pit master. Okay. And, uh, And I like to manage fire like nobody's business. I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this before my birthday. I got something called a Traeger. Okay. And we'll get into that some other day. I don't know if we have the time. Um, but, uh, uh, it's, a, it's like a super fancy smoking thing. Okay. We'll talk about it some other day. Right. But I know that's for lazy people, but we'll, we'll, we'll one day I'll do a whole special about grilling. Right. But I have a real smoker. I've really smoked things. I've really grilled things. In fact, I might be my for my strongest suit is grilling. Right. And that makes what I'm going to say about the big, big favorite flavor grill even more important. Because when you're doing, uh, I'm running out of time. Wow. I didn't even get to the Mercedes stuff. When you're doing grilling, yeah, it requires marinating things and smoking things and rubs and this and that. There's a lot of effort to get great uh, grilled foods or smoked foods, right? The concept behind the Big Flavor Grill is so good, which it is, it's, by the way, it's two former cooks from America's Test Kitchen, Cooks Illustrated, Cooks Crunchy, all that, the whole Cooks Illustrated family. And so if you know them, you know they, they think what they're talking about. The concept behind it, okay, is that you have a, a fundamental master recipe, right? And there's like different proteins. So they'll have beef, chicken, fish, vegetables, whatever. No, that's not a protein, but you know what I mean. Different types of food you're going to grill. Then there's a master recipe. That's, it's really basic. It's like, this is how you make it. Okay. 
and it takes this long and you salt and pepper. It's usually very, very bland. It's like salt and pepper, olive oil. You cook it for this long, blah, 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 blah. That's the master recipe. But then every recipe that follows, we're going to run out of time. I might not be able to finish this. Every recipe that follows is you, you cook the, the basic recipe and then you toss it with these very, very high flavor items and sauces and stuff like that. And it's essentially maximum flavor with like, I wouldn't say minimum effort. It is pretty easy, but it's for the most part maximum flavor, but there's no rubs, no marinades. It's like when you have to get dinner on the table in a certain amount of time, you don't have time to marinate something for eight hours. We'll talk about this. We'll do another, probably do a brilliant episode tomorrow, let's be honest. And uh, I'll talk more about it then, but look it up. Amazon.com, the big flavor grill. You get every, almost, there's only one recipe I was like, meh, about every other recipe, A+. Plus. And the one we made today... A plus. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but for now, it's this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. <laughs>